Hey, Faith Now listeners, thank you for clicking on this podcast. If you're here today because life has you down or your situation just doesn't seem to get better, just whatever it is you're going through, I want you to remember that God can turn it around. And that's the message of today's episode. God can turn it around. So if you want to hear more from Pastor Toby on how to apply this message to your life, then I encourage you to keep listening. Here's Pastor Toby. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining me today on the Faith Church Now podcast. Pastor Toby here coming at you with some encouraging words. I want to share with you a scripture, and it's a very interesting story. won't be able to go into all the story, but I hope you'll research it and read it on your own because it is really a cool story. It would make a really good Netflix series, actually. Genesis chapter 16, uh, verses 1 through 11, basically, and it's the story of Sarah and Hagar. And... It starts out by saying, now Sarah was Abram's wife and had been and had not been able to bear children for him. But she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarah said to Abram, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Now, keep in mind, God's already promised Abram and Sarah that they're going to have a child. Matter of fact, he's going to be the father of many nations. And But it's interesting that she's blaming God when she said the Lord's prevented me from having children. Did you pick up on that when she said that in Genesis chapter 16, that the Lord's prevented me from having children. So she blames God. That's interesting, I think, from to, from preventing her from having children. Pretty pretty interesting. But um, go and sleep with my servant, she says. Uh, and perhaps I can have children through her. Well, I hope you know that whenever you and me try to make and take things in our own hands and we try to do things in our own way, it can get messy. Let me repeat that. I hope you know that whenever you and I try to take things into our own hands and do things our own way, it can get messy. And Abraham agreed with Sarah's proposal. I bet he did. What a shocker. So Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So Abram had hooked up with Hagar. The King James Version says he went unto Hagar. I won't elaborate on that in case we have some sixth graders that are listening. And if they are, then you your parents can explain to them what that means. And she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarah, with contempt. Hmm. Go figure. So Hagar is pregnant now. And now, problems start to erupt. Sarah said to Abram, this is all your fault. Yeah, and she blames her husband. Amen, husbands. It's always is, hey, isn't it? You put my servant into your arms, but now she's pregnant, and she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me, explanation point. In other words, the Lord's going to get you for this. Abram replied, look, she is your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. So Sarah treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road of Shur. And the angel said to her, Hagar, Sarah's servant, why have you, where have you come from? And where are you going? I mean, this is a great story. I mean, talk about a Netflix series that would 
have high ratings. I mean, this is just a real crazy story. She said, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, we'll return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, and I'll give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. And you are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. Interesting story. Abraham's been waiting for 10 years after God made a covenant with him. Now the wife of Abraham is dealing with some frustrations because um, she can't get pregnant yet and there's delays. And so and there's really two issues that we want to talk about here with delays that are going to be kind of a practical teaching moment for us. And two issues that, that come with delay. Is there something else that I can do? And is it going in the direction you want it to? Dealing with delays can be frustrating. Is there something else that I can do? Or is there a direction you want to go. And this is why uh, the highway signs say expect delays. Um, you know, when you go to a fast food uh, restaurant or, or a fast food place and the second window and, and you get there, to you're expecting your food and they say, please pull forward and park over there and we'll bring it out. You know, delay. We all hate those words. Uh, anytime we take matters into our own, it can be a messy process. Anytime we take matters on our own, it can be a messy process. But God can turn it around. God can turn it around. God speaks to Abram's destiny, and then things go quiet for about 10 years. Sarah has this Egyptian slave as a backup plan since she could not have a child. Perhaps Abram can build a family around her. However, you can do the wrong thing with the right desire. Here's the first teaching thing that I'd like you to get from this podcast today, and that is we bring solutions, but God only wants our submission. God's not looking for our solutions. He's looking for our submission. In verse 2 of chapter 16, there in Genesis, Abram is not helping manage the situation. You know, he says, well, I guess I'll take one for the team. Yeah, right. And what they produced was a son called Ishmael. You can do the wrong thing. You can do the wrong thing, and it worked. But one thought concerning frustration. We say, I tend to want to take over when things are not getting produced at the desired rate that I think it should be. And you feel like, well, you know, I need to help God out a bit with this. Well, that's a big oops. And how you experience delays are going to determine your destiny. And it all boils down to some controlling choices. And if you're a control freak, some of you are wired to control more than others. Sarah and Hagar and Abram, when circumstances were outside of their control, they lost it. Now, I'm not here to judge them, and you shouldn't either. I mean, Hagar has to carry something that she did not commit to. In, in verse 5 of chapter 16, it says, Now the slave despises me. Hagar despises me. We have two or three very frustrated folks in this text. We can guess that God is frustrated since he has to deal with the people that try to take over the situation. Sarah's trying to deal with something that is out of her control. God says control is an illusion, and we always overestimate the amount of control that we have. 
One of the other sources of frustration is Abram is not accepting responsibility, which is typical man, typical husband. I mean, we grow something out of frustration, which then turns into something that eventually we resent. And so there's two ways to deal with that frustration. We can force or we can flee. We can force or we can flee. Sarah or Hagar, if, if, we, if we can't wait for a baby, let's make a baby. Are you a forcer or a fleer? Hagar says, I don't have to deal with this situation. When life gets unfair, some of us have the habit of fleeing. Verse 8 tells us God's revealing to Hagar, what God's revealing to her. And what two questions are asked? And she answers one correctly, but she fumbles a second question when the angel says to her in verse 8, Hagar, Sarah's servant, where have you come from? Where are you going? And she says, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah. She replied, she's fleeing. Sarah forced the situation. Hagar is fleeing the situation. Where did you come from and where are you going? She does not know. She does not yet know where she's going. Let me tell you something. Let's stop here a minute. Let's pause for a minute for a teaching moment. Many of us are defined by what we are running from, not where we are running to. Let me repeat that. Many of us are defined, our lives are defined, by what we are running from, not where we are going. The angel of the Lord says, go back to your mistress and submit. Verse 9 tells us to the angel of the Lord, said to her, return to your mistress, submit to her authority. Then he added, I'll give you more descendants than you can count. You see, God is far more interested in your submission than he is in your solutions. You may not control it. You may not control it, but you have choices. How will you respond is your choices. It is a choice to do the little things with integrity. You make the choice to embrace or run. The angel tells Hagar, go back to your mistress and in that situation. And, and sometimes they're gonna send you, God will send you to places that, that you birth. And, and, and this is a great principle here. Sometimes God will send us to places so that we can birth what God wants us to bring forward. If you go back, God says, I'll increase your descendants beyond what you can count. God says this is going to be a fruitful frustration. And then you have what I would consider to be called in this story the blinding blame. Hagar got pregnant with a baby that she didn't want. And as long as she was blaming, she could not see God. Here's what God says to us today. If you stop blaming, I can start blessing. When you stop blaming, you will see God. Submission comes before the solution. God says, I need you and I need to birth what's inside of you so that the promise can be revealed. And God says, if you'll stop blaming, I'll start blessing. What is it that you continually blame for your situation? What is it that you've been blaming your entire life and been missing out on the blessing because you've been blaming? The story says that you should call this baby, his name shall be Ishmael. And you know, the same misery that drove you out to the wilderness, Hagar, will represent also a future promise. God says, I'm going to make you fruitful even in your frustration. 
And when she stopped blaming others, her eyes were opened. Some of us can't see the blessing until we get rid of all the blame games. God says, what game do you want to play? The blame game or the blessing game? So I don't know where you're at, and I don't know what your story looks like, or if you can even relate to this crazy story, but don't miss the important principle and encouraging thing from the story. That even when we take things into our own hands, and even when we go our own way, and even when we do things that we thought we should do, but they really they really weren't the things God wanted us to do. The encouraging thing is to know that God can still turn it around. And so right now, you need to know you haven't messed up things. I mean, this was really a jacked-up situation. You need to know that no matter how jacked-up your situation is right now, it's never too late for God to turn it around. I mean, you need to read this entire story in, in detail, and it, it is a it is a crazy story. So it, it really, listen, you need to understand no matter how crazy your situation is, no matter how jacked up your life is, no matter what you did, no matter where you've been, God can always turn it around if you will choose to let him. If you'll choose to let him. Because Hagar ends up carrying what now would become a blessing because God can turn it around. And God wants to turn around some things in your life, too. The same God that turned this crazy situation around into a promise where everybody would win. Abraham, Sarah, Hagar, they would all win. And God did it. God turned it around. So whatever you're going through, whatever's happened, as crazy as it may seem, and it, listen, this, was a, this is a crazy story, God can bring good out of it, and he can turn it around in your life. That's the word I want you to get today from this podcast. No matter what's happening and no matter how crazy it seems, no matter how much you think it's so screwed up or jacked up, God can turn it around for you. You need to believe that. God can turn it around for you. He did it for them. He did it before, and he can do it again. God will turn it around. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope to see you this Sunday at Faith Church. I want you to stay strong, stay faith strong, and have a great week.